0: Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step-by-step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Yaris Lovitz, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Gitten Zimmer to all. I know that for a lot of you, agitin Zimmer has an entirely different connotation. Some of us are experiencing intense pain from losses. And for those of you who are, know that you are not alone. The entire Klael Yisrael is sighing and crying with you. Although we probably can't feel the pain the same way you can, know that we are doing our best to shoulder it with you. And for those of you who are just watching all of this and wondering where to turn next, the purpose of this podcast is to focus on our forward march toward success in this unprecedented endeavor. Remember, no matter how difficult things get, the faint of heart are the ones who stop and say, I can't do this, this isn't for me. And it's the strong and the determined ones who look away from the difficulties and focus on the goals and the outcomes. I am so, so, so impressed at how many of you have been in touch with me and how many of you have been experiencing success with enhancing family relationships and keeping to schedules and witnessing overall growth amongst yourself and with each other. Now, I'm going to venture to say something rather unorthodox. Most of you will not be happy with me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. If we could not have this horrible, terrible mageifa, none of the tsar, none of the fear, none of the anxiety, none of the loss of income, and none of anything else that this mageifa brought with it, I would love if every year we could have one four-week lockdown. I think that the ingenuity, the creativity, the relationship enhancement, and the parenting growth that I have seen, that we have experienced, is extremely important gas that cholesterol needs to maintain its value system in the face of all of the garbage that we are surrounded with and that we have adopted as necessary over the years. The emphasis and the hysteria about shopping, the huge elaborate weddings and simchas, the focus on the building here in Gullus and on materialism in general has led us away from the important family values that are being cultivated as we sit at home waiting for this Yeshua. I often used to talk to my students when I used to give classes about the simplicity of the good old days when a mother was a mother and how uncomplex their lives were. I used to wonder, how could I possibly communicate these ideas to young mothers who had absolutely no idea what the joys of life could be without a cordless phone, without a cell phone, without call waiting, without answering machines, without social media, without, 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 without. So here we are. Der Banshlom has brought his world to a grinding halt. Now I think we really understand what Hamachadesh Betuvo Baal, Yom Tamid Masse really means. No, my friends, this world doesn't run on automatic. Whoever wasn't sure before is sure now. This world can be stopped on a dime. Short stop. And a lot of us were not wearing seatbelts. So we're stuck with this for now, and it's hard for us to absorb it. And the reality that this is going to continue for a while longer is something that a lot of us are having a difficult time with. So now that the fun and the novelty are over, and we know that schools are going to be closed at least until May 15th, we need to put our minds more seriously to our children's development. Think of it missing 3 to 6 months of school, that is if school closures continue through the rest of the school year, can wreak havoc to the academic and behavioral health of children, unless parents make a concerted effort to mimic and simulate the school day as best as they can. Because children lose skills which are not reinforced, and a child's ability to sit and concentrate can deteriorate rapidly. So besides the Limude Kodesh, which all the schools are setting up in great volume now, many of them are beginning to supply worksheets in a more serious way and affording some private time between rabbi and more teachers and each student on a weekly basis. Either way, it's important to make sure that your children stay proficient in the foundational three R's, we call them, which is reading, writing, and arithmetic, and that they maintain their ability to sit in a chair and concentrate. Remember that whenever school starts again, they will be required to do exactly that. So if you want your child to have a smooth transition back to school, it is best to do your best to copy the school day as much as you can. Now to address the question of what do I do when my kid says I don't want to call into school? or I don't want to do this worksheet, or I don't want to do math now. So the answer is twofold. Hopefully the schools are buckling down with this new normal. Most schools had staff meetings by conference or Zoom and have told their teachers in rabbeim that we are switching gears now from hakol revach, whatever you do is beneficial to this is serious business in order for our kids to be able to legally move up to the next grade in September. Remember, the public schools are providing solid school days with homework and all. So our yeshivas are going to have to measure up as well. Secondly, it's really up to you. If you've been following the Handsful program, you've undoubtedly woven obedience into your relationship between you and your child. So you should be able to cash in on this and be able to use HOH or nothing until, if necessary. Besides that, a good 72-hour mode conversation that will explain the importance of preparing for the transition back to school. The fact that in school we don't say to a teacher, I don't want to do math now, that wouldn't go over very well. And that it's extremely important as they grow older to be able to keep up with doing what the schools and their parents want so that next year will not be too difficult a transition. Most kids especially kids who have been on the Hands Full program, will relate to this. Besides that, you want to think about other projects. I'm constantly noshing ideas from my kids, my grandchildren, neighbors and friends. So whatever I get that's interesting to me, I pass on to you. Here's a good one. Each child does a research project about their namesake, about who they were named after. So that person has to make a phone call or two or three and speak to somebody who can give them information about their namesake. And then they can either draw, make a booklet, write a composition. And obviously this is something that needs supervision by you. And it's a ongoing project which can really give children a wonderful opportunity. Here's another one, the box museum. You're getting order boxes save them. Save them and one day, one afternoon, create a box museum. My kids did that over Chalamod. What did they do? They took a bunch of order boxes and with tape, duct tape, scissors, glue, they created a train, an ambulance, cars, buses, school buses, all types of modes of transportation, all out of Good, old-fashioned, corrugated, evergreen boxes. So that's really a lot of fun. Another thing that's really good, and some of you have probably heard about this, is preparing an escape room out of either one of the rooms in your house or using the whole house. Collect all items in the house that have either a combination lock or a key lock, jewelry boxes, bike locks, handcuffs with keys, anything you can find that has keys. And then create puzzles and riddles to figure out something that you would like them to know. In other words, before Pesach, a lot of people did Smiths Smitryim. Now you might want to think of something else. Sphira, Lagba Omer, um, Shavuos, um, something in the secular world, some type of math, anything, history. And prepare it with some of your older children, for those of you who have children who are older enough to help you with it. And have them come in and let them get stamped and they go into the room and... For those who might be frightened, you stay in the room with them, and they go through all of these puzzles until they get out. And that's your homegrown escape room. Now, I know some of these sound like a lot, a lot of work, but I want to tell you something. The time goes much, much faster when you absorb yourself into the children's activities. And especially now, you don't have to clean for Pesach anymore. It really makes a very huge difference. More importantly your children will know that you really, really, really care. Mirtz Hashem, later this week, I plan on addressing the topic of limited space. I know a lot of you are living without backyards and are cooped up in closed, cramped quarters and must still, whether you like it or not, keep the social distancing that is required. I'm going to, A, empathize with you because I know that it is more difficult than those who live in the suburbs where they have more space. But besides that, I'm going to give you, Be'ezus Hashem, some tips, some interesting tips of how to maximize the space that you have. Until then, everybody stay well. Email in with any type of ideas or success stories. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I am the director of Handsful, which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. Send me your parenting questions by going to my website at handsfullchenuch.com or by WhatsApping me at 718-714-8595. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the earth will continue rotating on its axis.